Hi, this is Dr. Rahman, and welcome to Black Women's Health. It's all about you, and we celebrate the Black woman. Welcome. I am glad to have you here. Let's talk. Welcome to Kalia. Here today, I should share with you that I just recently met Kalia. And she was kind enough to share just a little bit about herself. And what she shared was that she had recently relocated to Philadelphia, that she was working on a PhD in computer science, and that's when I started to get really curious, <laughs> and that um, she was involved, that she was also an entrepreneur um, involved in computer science and technology. But what she didn't share, which was even more impressive, is that she's actually been interviewed by Forbes magazine, Essence magazine, and has participated in a TED talk. And so, given all of that, I, I am actually feeling pretty privileged to have the <laughs> opportunity to hear her story. Welcome. Thank you. All right, so if you would, Tell us, tell us your story. How did you get involved in computer science? Let's see. Um, well, the the story goes. <laughs> no, um, when I was in the fourth grade, my mom bought our first computer in the house um, with her tax income refund, right? And so the decision that I had to make as a fourth grader was, do you want a pair of Jordans or do you like a computer? Um, and I chose the computer for whatever reason. And then what ended up happening is she was very um, protective over this new investment, right? And then it was like, okay, well, the only time you can go on the computer is when I'm watching you. But then that flipped into her asking me questions on how to do things. And because I was just so curious, I just kept trial and error, trial and error. Um, and so the main thing that I did on the computer really though back then was just like play this typing game. Um, I think that was like pre-internet a little bit. I mean, the internet was there, right? But as a kid, it wasn't much for me to do. Um, And so then this continued through middle school. And then when I was in middle school, my high school that I ended up at was being built. Um, It's Phil Holberry Academy of Technology, right? And so, of course, we didn't know anything about the school. Like, it was brand new, but I saw technology. And I was like, all right, I'm going to that school. Um, luckily my mom listened to me because uh, the rest pretty much was history from there so I went to the IT Academy Um, the school has three academies even though it's technology in the name um, health engineering and technology Mm -hmm. so I went into the technology track um, and my goal was to get a certificate in like networking Um, they offered that as a because it was a career academy and so the goal of the school was um, obviously, yes, if you want to go to college, you can do that, but I'll, you're, you're going to get skills while you're here mm-hmm. to go into the workforce. Okay. Um, but then my first class that I took there, I learned how to code, and it was just fascinating to me that I could create something with code on one end, take it home and say, hey, well, look, what I, look what I made, and then, you know, she interacts with it on a design perspective. Um, you know, so she never sees what I did, uh, but that reaction, you know, was really pivotal for me. Sure. Um, in which... I didn't know how pivotal that would be for my career later and like the path that I ended up on. But, you know, being at Philip O'Berry, taking those technology classes, I took AP Computer Science, like all that stuff. I was just really into it. Um, my teachers knew I was, so they were like cultivating that, um, which I actually reconnected with my AP Computer Science teacher two weeks ago at a conference. Had no idea she would be there. It was crazy. Um, and she's a black woman. And what we know about tech the industries that there aren't a lot of black women in the industry, yes. um, but definitely not a lot of black women teaching it, right? But I had that in my school. And a friend of mine, we reflect often now, especially since I'm in education classes at Temple, about how like privileged we were to have black administrators, black teachers. That was our norm. I didn't know mm-hmm. that was anything different. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell people about tech. By the time I got to computer science in college, I didn't know that there was a lack of women or mm. black women. That's not what you had seen. Exactly. And so, you know, it goes back to that representation um, sure. discussion. And for me, it really was pivotal. So so we could go back. Yep. Um, you're in fourth grade. Yes. 
you're living is it just in Charlotte. You, is it just you and your mom? Yep, single family home. Okay. You and your mom. Computers weren't that popular. Right. Right. So what's the thinking? I have no what's, idea. What's the thinking? I've just always then? been a special child. <laughs> your mom said, "Let's get a computer." Yes. Uh, why I would think, your mom? Why would your mom want to get a computer? I think my grandma had one, and and she had just bought one, and so then it was like, okay, well, we should get one type thing, because um, my uncle is only, I think he's like seven years ahead of me, and so around that time, like I think maybe he was the reason why my grandmother got it, and okay. then my mom. Because what type of stuff was being done? Take us back. What type of activities were being done on a computer? Because what. About which year are we talking about? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't even know. Early two thousands, probably. Because you know, I can understand someone wanting new shoes. Yeah. Or a new TV. Right. Or it's like, oh, let's a get cassette. A or yeah. But your mom mm-hmm. is saying we're going to get a computer. I think the internet was a driving force because back then it was like dial up. You can go to Kmart and get okay. uh Earthlink or AOL disk and get there free was internet AOL? for thirty days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was around that time okay. uh, when all of that became mainstream. So in retrospect, do you think that was a unusual decision on your mom to get a get a computer? Uh, no, she's kind of savvy herself. Okay, you know she had all the back then like yes. I don't remember her ever having a pager, but she had the the newest cell phones even then, right? And so we introduced internet in the home it's like okay well let's get it you know so okay. i don't know why she gave me that choice okay so she sees that you're interested yep and um what type of stuff are you doing on the computer uh, what what are you how are you occupying your time yeah i literally was playing the typing game um mavis beacon teaches typing which ironically has a uh well it depends on the version, but it was always a woman um, on their like cover of the 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 game, and even in the game, right? So then, like the representation technically started really early, um, and it's funny because I actually wrote a blog post about that because I was at a conference a few years ago, and it was kind of like a it's called ISTE. I forgot what the acronym is for, but it's like all of the technology education technology platforms go to this conference, and I'm just like walking around with my aunt, and I was like. Maybe speaking, I was like, she taught me how to type, um, but it's still a woman of color being represented. So anyway, that's what I was doing primarily. Then it kind of moved into like, like I was really into the chat rooms. Um, so a little known fact about me is that like I used to want to be a rapper. Uh, <laughs> actually, like that went somewhere. It died, but it went somewhere. Okay. Um, and so for me, and I have a stepbrother. He and I used to like, like be really be into doing that. Like literally, join a chat room. It was all about like rap um, and things of that sort. So you just connected okay. to all these people. So at this point, all the activity is outside of school. Yes. Okay. To a degree, I did take a typing class in the sixth grade, but like I zoomed through that, and then seventh grade it was like PowerPoint. Okay, and so technology. So when you went to your new school, your high school. Yes. That's when you were attracted to the idea of technology. Um, well, the idea of programming, computer programming in particular. Like, technology was already there. So how did you get introduced to programming? I mean, it's one thing to play a game. Yeah. But to try to be interested on what's going on behind the screen. Yeah. I think, um, so this part of the other story okay. <laughs> uh, is MySpace, right? So with MySpace, even Black Planet, which people kind of like talk about a little bit these days, but okay. um, on those apps, then you could manipulate what your page looked like. Like if you go on Facebook or Twitter now, it's just like color, picture, whatever. But back then, you could change your background, you could have text floating across the screen if you wanted, you could add music. Okay. Um, and so I literally had it was HTML was the code that mm-hmm. you used to do that, and mm-hmm. I literally had like these codes on my like on a sticky note on the wall of my room just so I could remember it yes um and so then when I got to high school I'm like oh not only can I do that I can make I can learn another programming language and do other things that people that can actually use. so the first thing I built was a notepad okay and I always say how like I joke about how like I, I brought it home thinking my mom would say why would you create a notepad we already have one on a computer but she actually was like oh you built that and I was like 
yeah, I did. <laughs> so that was kind of like the tangible part for me. Um, but MySpace, honestly, was the precursor. Because you saw that you could cre- create. Yes. Not only could you play, but you could create. Right. And that was the turn on. Yes. Okay. So now you're in high school. Mm-hmm. And you know that this thing you're creating has a term, and that's called programming. Yes. And that's when you decide you want to be a programmer? Yes. I went down the programming track at my high school. Okay. I took other classes, too, but that was, like, the primary focus for me. And you're saying at this point you're not feeling like the lone black female because your exposure have been black females throughout. Throughout. Yeah, I mean, yes. Um, in the IT Academy, from what I remember, a lot of the teachers were black women. Not all of them. I, mm-hmm. My computer programming one and two teacher, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, was a white woman, Miss O'Brien Duke. And then uh, my, but then my AP computer science teacher was a black woman who had a computer science degree from mm-hmm. uh, Norfolk State. Then I had computer networking courses that were taught by black women, too. So it was just everywhere. And then the the leader of the academy, like, who the woman that ran the academy was a black woman, who's now the principal at my high school, like, currently. Yes. Um, The lady who ran IT, just, like, at the school, not from an education perspective, but if anybody had anything going on with the network or computers down, uh, I always talk about Ms. Suggs. Like, she was the one... uh, that you would call. And so, like, in my head, I'm like, well, I want to be like Ms. Suggs, right? Like. Call me if something happens to your computer. I got it. That was me then. That's not me now. <laughs> um, and people know, like, I used to work at Apple. I know we haven't gotten to that part of the story yet. Yeah. But because of that, they asked yes. me questions. And I'm like, yes. listen, I don't know the answer. Um, so anyway, but then as a kid, so that's as, what I wanted yeah, to do. So as someone that doesn't know about computers, yes. you buy a computer. Mm-hmm. And initially, things had to be downloaded. Yes. And so you would need somebody to set up your computer, your modem, your router, and all of that. Back, back technically it shouldn't be that way now. Yeah, back but then. Yes, that's what around you that way, yes. You, know, you needed someone to help you set up the hardware. Correct. And then there was the software that you really didn't think that much about because the software was, was, there. was there. Yeah. Okay, and so you were not involved so much with the hardware. To, I wasn't. However, in classes, you learned. but I did learn because yes. we, the computer we had that we got when I was in the fourth grade, we yes. still had it by the time I was in high school. I'm like, this thing is slow. And so yes. I took it upon myself to buy the memory yes. and upgrade it. Okay. And my mom trusted me by then. Because <laughs> then there's a motherboard and there's circuits. Yeah, you got to be really careful with that stuff because you can get electrocuted. Oh. So, okay. yeah. All right. So now you're in high school, you graduate. Yes. And but even before graduation, okay. the odd thing is that I didn't know what I wanted to do, like, major in. Crazy, right? Like, I've taken all these classes. I'm really into technology. And my mentor and I, we laugh about this to this day. We sat down with the Book of Majors. She was, um, I was a part of the TRIO program. The uh, what program? TRIO. It's federally funded program. It's for first-generation college students. Um, okay. And so, depending on what school you're at, you might have a counselor there. And yes. I got really cool with my counselor to the fact that I still talk to her now. Yes. Um, and we literally sat down. The college board has a book of majors. And I said, I want to do entrepreneurship. She said, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. But that was a relationship we had. Like, you know, whatever. So I was like, why not? Like, you know, and I had my case why. She was like, you're not majoring in entrepreneurship. Uh, I can't remember how computer science came around. It was me and my best friend in, like, through this process. Um, I do remember I applied for Virginia Tech. I was afraid to do computer science, so I did, like, some business IT major, and I got in, and then, but I felt bad about that, and then uh, I really wanted to go to Georgia Tech, do computer science. I got denied, which I'm grateful for. Um, NC State, which is where I ended up, I applied the last day, and I did not want to go there. I was just like, whatever, I'll do it. Because my mentor went there, and I was like, I don't really like this school, but I'll apply. Mm-hmm. I could talk about how I ended up at NC State. Um, yeah, I can't remember what I put as my major, and then uh, UNC Chapel Hill I applied to and got in. I'm not sure if we had to declare a major there, but I saw that to say, like, I didn't know for a while, like, what I would major in. After all of that, I didn't know. And I think it goes back to, like, the lack of... Um, you know, you put students in these classes, but you don't say what the careers they can have or, like, how you get there. Like, there's a missing link in the path. That's interesting because a lot of times we say it's because 
students don't see people doing those type of jobs. Yeah. But you did. I did, to a degree. I, I remember my best friend and I, uh, my AP computer science teacher showed us a video and it was we, they had professional people saying like, this is what I did, you know, this is what, and I was like, oh. So I remember we were on the phone that night and we were like, did you see that video? Because we weren't in the same class. We took the class, but we were in the same section of the class. Mm-hmm. And did you see the video? I was like, yeah. So like, I didn't know I could do all of this with computer science. There was still a missing link okay. um, from a career perspective. Okay. And I think that might have been the click for us. And like, okay. But I was very cocky leaving high school. So like, I'm a little more humble now in my life. But back then I was not. Uh, so when I left high school, I wanted to major in computer engineering. Because my thought process was, I know how to code. I can learn a different language. I'm going to go do something different at college. Stop and just okay. explain what's the difference between programming and coding and engineering. Yeah. Um, so if I had to explain it, engineering, remember you asked about the software and the hardware? Yes. So the folks doing the hardware stuff are generally computer engineers. Sometimes you don't have to, it has, it's not that deep. It's, you can just go into IT and you will learn that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like my college roommate did computer engineering and she was literally like, had a board, like a breadboard, so mm-hmm. the melting board, stuff mm-hmm. like that. She was literally soldering mm-hmm. that stuff oh. on the board. Creating what's inside. Yes. Okay. That was not an interest of mine. <laughs> and is that engineering? More that's, so, yeah. Okay. Computer engineering. Okay. Um, that's what you learn in a computer engineering program. Okay. For computer science and like programming, um, it's more like logic and how to think, but also um, I call it computational thinking, but also um, just kind of like the software side of yes. things. Yes. But okay. you have to know a little bit about the hardware because you need to make sure like things are going to run efficiently and all of that. So, All right, so you decided, I'm cocky, I'm good, because at this point you're feeling... They built me up. <laughs> ...good about what you can do. Yes. And so you decide, I'm going to do... I'm going to NC State, I'm doing computer engineering, I'm going to figure it out. Okay. Then I got kicked out of it. I didn't get kicked out. Uh, I got weeded out. That is true. How so? Um, so the first course that you take at NC State, in particular in computer engineering, is assembly language. So it's a programming language, but mm-hmm. it's very, it's called a low-level language. It's literally using zeros and ones. Okay. So like while I'll use my code to do what I'm doing, yes. um, there's another code, like the computer interprets that as zeros and ones. That's how the computer communicates and that's how that's what we had to use, and I just it just didn't compute in my brain. So when you're writing a code, you're using zeros and ones to as the language. Yes, and then I was just like, I just don't understand how this works. Okay. I'm a visual learner, um, okay. and so I ran back to the other side of the house, which is computer science. It literally was in the same building, just two different sides. Yes. And I was like, my best friend was there. He was already in computer science. I said, Hey, Kumar. I'm a, I think I'm going to switch my major. <laughs> um, and it worked that the assembly language course I took transferred over, so it wasn't like a waste of time. Okay. But I did take five years to graduate. That's another story. Okay, so you graduate. And at this point in college, are you still seeing black females? Oh, no. Um, so I had the opportunity to take a summer bridge or participate in a summer bridge program called summer Transi- the Summer Transition Program by the Minority Engineering Program at NC State. Uh I thank God for that program. So it was a lot of us, um, black women, black men, um, also uh, Latinx. And so we were all together a summer summer semester early where we were able to take whatever math we placed in, Mm -hmm. an -hmm. English course, Mm -hmm. chemistry. Um, So we had that community built going into our freshman year. Can I ask you, what year are we talking about? This is this is like straight out of high school. So I'm a I'm a pre freshman, if you will. Which year? I mean, this is uh oh two thousand eight. Okay. So summer two thousand eight. I meet all these people. We're all going in, and a lot of us chose computer engineering. I don't know what their reasoning was, and so if you picture it like. You got like a, you know, we're in like an auditorium style classroom yes. and we take up a full row. I'm pretty sure they've never seen anything like that. Wow. But by the end of that year, not even the semester, by the end of the year, everybody kind of was like, yeah, I can't do this. I'm going to go. Maybe they chose a different engineering like I did or mm-hmm. they just go into like the business school. Oh. Um, yeah. So I don't know what their stats are for the the program, um, the, the minority engineering sure. program. But yeah, it, it gets real quickly. So, and that's because the material is 
so difficult to understand or I think there's a lot of factors um that could be one probably uh also just the support of the school I, I think there's a lot of factors but we weeded we got weeded out a little bit mm-hmm. um and so when I get to the computer science side of the house mm-hmm. I did have the benefit of having uh, my first computer science teacher was a woman um mm-hmm. she wasn't black she was a white woman but she was outstanding um and so at least I had that kind of representation and I don't know. I was kind of like blind to the rest of it, right? And so in a classroom, how many females are in the room? I don't even remember. I wasn't thinking about that at the time. I was just like, I was just doing my own little thing. Okay. <laughs> so all these negative stats around tech yes. really didn't hit me until maybe like when I was an upperclassman or even when I graduated. I just went into NC State like, I'm doing this because I had such a foundation in high school right. that I just, I, you know, I wasn't thinking about that. So were you reaching back and talking to those people or did you just kind of isolate yourself, blinders on, I'm just going straight ahead? Talking to in folks school. from high school? Yeah, or you know, because you said at least initially you did have visual representation, you did have support. Yeah, in high school at, or in, in college? In high school. Okay, in high school. You get to college and things start to shift. Yes. But by this point... I'm asking, are you now looking back for support, or are you, you are you feeling confident enough that you can do it even without any visible support? Uh, so I had a mentor at NC State, so it wasn't a matter of me like not reaching back because I'm I mean I'm still close with a lot of the women from my mm-hmm. high school, which is mm-hmm. like I'm really thankful for them mm-hmm. um, because we didn't have family in Charlotte. I had an uncle, aunt, mm-hmm. and two cousins. And so okay. by the time I got to my senior year of high school, like these are the folks that became my family, sure. right? Sure. Um, and they've come to all of my large functions since then. Um, nice. But I, so I had them from like an emotional support, but from yes. like a technical perspective, I couldn't really lean on them. Yes. Um, and so I had a mentor who I talk about a lot because Brittany played varsity basketball for NC State. Okay. So she's on TV playing basketball, majoring in computer science. And I talk about her a lot because her GPA was good for her to play sports. Yes. And mine was not. (laughs) I'm like, how can Brittany travel and play basketball on TV and have a good GPA? But Brittany never hesitated to help us when she was on campus with our programming. Okay. Like, never hesitated. Okay. So, that was my support. So, you get through college. Yes, by the grace of God himself. And now it's time to find a job or do we decide we want to stay in school and yeah get a master's or yeah what, what are the thought processes there so I took five years to graduate okay there's that um okay. I can't remember when I started but I did undergraduate research I did undergraduate research twice but the second time I did it um the professor that I did the research with it was me, my best friend, and another guy from my high school mm-hmm. um, that was in engineering. Mm-hmm. And she sent us to research conferences. We went to, like, uh, Georgia Tech has this, like, minority preview day situation called Focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's geared towards students that think they want to go to grad school. So by the time I graduated from NC State, I'm, like, Ph.D. all the way. Ph.D.? Yeah. Skip Masters. I'm going to go get a what Ph.D. What about let me get a job? So I did have an offer from Boeing um, to either go to St. Louis or Washington, which I was not interested in either. Um, And so I think, yeah. If I can just stop, Mm -hmm. because graduating with a bachelor's degree in computer science, programming, whatever, um, decent salary, right? Yes. I can't remember what my offer was now, but yes. Okay. Probably started at eighty k, and this was okay. in twenty thirteen. All right, so nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> I mean, it was nice, but yeah, I just it, wasn't pulled towards it. it. So, it's like I'm going to school because the research that I did showed me that I could use technology to help people, mm. and so I was like really drawn to that. What type of research? Was um, we were using Twitter and uh, like blog posts, social media, basically to mm-hmm. disseminate information about mm. HIV and AIDS to oh. college, African American college women. Fantastic. So I'm like, huh, I can use tech for good, right? Mm-hmm. So that was attractive to me. Yes. Um, and then my senior, my second senior year, <laughs> um, I took a course called Human-Computer Interaction and just kind of changed my view on tech in general. And I was like, I want more of that because it's not about programming. It's about people and how they mm-hmm. interact with technology. Mm-hmm. The simplest way I can explain HCI, mm-hmm. Human-Computer Interaction, is like what color a button is. People spend a lot of time on that kind of stuff, like color, like on websites um, or on apps, because if I want you to buy something, I need you to know clearly how to get to 
the checkout, right? Yes. And so, like, I need to think through the entire flow. But it can also be extended to physical products, too. Um, so, anyway, that was just fascinating to me. But I didn't get it until it was time for me to leave. Okay. Then I'm like, I can major in this in grad school. Okay. And so, I want, I want to know more about this. Okay. Okay. So, you, you applied to grad school? Yeah, and I didn't get into any PhD programs. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, considering your story, Didn't get it's, into it's interesting one. how your life has evolved. Yes. Tell me about it. Yes. So I actually graduated from NC State not knowing what was next. I was at my graduation party and I was like, thank you all for being on this journey with me. I have no idea what's going to happen. And they were just like, okay. Um, I think by then, though, by then I had applied. So I had my heart set on one program. Got yes. denied. Yes. I reached out to, this. I had a relationship built there, though. So I reached out to the um, professor, and I'm like, hey, you know, what's up? And he's like, go get a master's and reapply. And so then that became my strategy. And so I, re- I realized in, like, I think maybe March of 2013 that it wasn't too late to apply. I probably wouldn't be considered for funding, but mm-hmm. I could still go get a master's. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I applied to two schools. Actually, maybe mm-hmm. three. I applied to NC State's grad school and got denied. <laughs> and I was actually graduated on their website. So I, I thought about marching in there and saying, hey, how, what? I probably actually could have done that and sure. gotten in, but I, yeah. I took it as a sign. Um, okay. And I ended up at UNC Charlotte. So I moved back home with my mother, and then I went, I went to UNC Charlotte. So okay. that was the plan. And that master's program lasted for? Two years. Two years. But I took, a, I took three. You took three? Yeah. Okay. Because? And because? I interned at Apple for a year, and I just wasn't about to turn that up. <laughs> so how did that opportunity come about? Um, that I'm a part of an organization called the National Center for Women in Information Technology, NCWIT, very long acronym. Um, and so I've been in that since I was in high school, and I went to their summit that they have every year, and I was in a luncheon with Apple employees and it just so happened that they sat me beside the inclusion and diversity director at the time. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> but at that time, I'm already uh, in my internship, my right. summer internship for my master's. I'm about to graduate, so I think. Um, so I didn't have anything to lose. I'm like, oh, yeah, so tell me more about inclusion and diversity at Apple. Because <laughs> um, I didn't have any, like, I didn't want to work there, right? And so, um, or at least I just wasn't, like, an aspiration of mine. I was just like, this is cool. But at the end, I re- uh, went to a recruiter and I said, hey, I'm studying user experience, design. I have no idea what it takes to do that at Apple. Do I need a PhD? Like, I'm in a master's program. How does this work? Right. Um, and she told me to send me her resume. It just so happened that the manager I ended up with was looking for a diverse candidate for a user experience Amazing. internship. Amazing. But I get on the phone with him, and I'm thinking I'm only going to take a semester off. And he's like, yeah, you can come out here for a year, right? And so I'm on the phone, and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And then I hang <laughs> up like, how am I going to do that? And I'm like, does that even make sense? I'm about to graduate, and I'm about to take a year off. So, but I did wow. it. It makes sense. You took a year off. I did to work at Apple, and I almost didn't go back. And that's huge. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. I that mean, was amazing. That's like uh, the holy grail in the tech. The holy right? grail in tech. I <laughs> so mean, they say. I hear that um, <laughs> fantastic campus. You know, mm. catered meals. Mm-mm-mm. They do your laundry. You never Not leave. At Apple. Uh, Google does that. Oh, not at Apple? People think Apple does that because Google does that. No. No. You got to pay for everything. Oh. Yes. It was bad. (laughs) So you get there, and so let me help, help me to understand your Mm -hmm. job. Mm. You, it's, it's, when I go online, Mm -hmm. you're studying how I interact with my computer. Correct. And, and you're also trying to figure out what the drivers are, what, makes me click this button versus click that button or how long it takes me to go to checkout Mm -hmm. versus so you're studying that yes and you're trying to devise ways that will make me do what um that would it it depends on what the goals are but the i care more so about the user right so everything i did at apple in particular uh was internal so but to use your example, like I want to make sure that if you want to buy some AirPods or yes. an, an iPad, that you're able to find that iPad and that you're able to like then go and buy it. Um, that's my goal. That you're going to simplify the process. Correct. For you. Make it easy for you. Okay. That's what I care about. Okay. And I actually won a lot of arguments with my manager. Like he would want to say like, 
oh, we should do X. And I'm like, well, I tested it with the users and they said we should do Y. And he would think about it for a second and be like, well, go with that. What do you mean by you tested it with the users? So a lot of times you have to put the designs in front of people to see how they interact with it. And then you okay. learn from that. Okay. And then based on the findings, you then present that to the engineering team and say, hey, here's what, how we need to build it. Cool. And that's the part that's fascinating for me. That's so, cool. That's yeah. cool. All right. So now you're at Apple. You're employed. Yes. You're employed. And you're a semester away from graduating. Two semesters. Two semesters away from graduating. Almost there. But you have a job at Apple. Correct. So why finish? Why finish the degree? Yeah, why finish the degree? So I that was a hard question I had to ask myself because I was learning while I was there. Like sure. Everything I learned about design, I learned while I was at Apple. And so my, I'm like, hello, why would I? I'm getting paid to learn. Why would I go pay to learn? Because I didn't have, I paid for my grad school, uh, which people shouldn't do. But anyway, not in tech at least, whatever. Uh, what do you mean by that? There's enough money? Yes. Around? There are scholarships, there are fellowships, like... They don't, in the workforce, there's not a lot of black women in tech. In the, in academia, there's not. Yes. You shouldn't have to pay for a master's. Hmm. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'll get off that. But you did. I did. <laughs> um, yeah, so, what, but, okay, so for that first year, I took a loan out. And then my roommate in Apple, she said, well, don't you want some return on your investment? Like, if you don't finish, you're just paying off a loan for what? Like, you don't have anything to show for it. Okay. So the degree became my receipt on my okay. loan. Okay. Now, but Apple allowed me to not have to take out a loan that second year. I had saved up enough money. Okay. All right. So you're enjoying your experience at Apple? Yes. For the most part. <laughs> right. uh, but you decide you need to go back and complete your degree? Correct. And then you go back to Apple? Yes. I've had a love-hate relationship with East and West Coast, <laughs> just bouncing back and forth. And I think this is where your story truly starts to deviate from the norm. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> for all practical purpose, now you're a degreed woman mm -hmm. with a great job. Making six I mean, figures. I mean, Ooh. you're not at Google, but you know, I mean, you're at Apple. <laughs> right. All right. That's and funny. you make this really interesting decision. Mm-hmm. Which is to quit. Yes. Why? I just, it's, uh, there's a lot of reasons why. Um, to go back a little bit, okay. um, NCWIT, which I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. had a grant for those in their community to partner with a nonprofit to do a, an experience for girls, right? And I, I say experience just because it just depends on how you want to do it. For me, it became a one-day camp. And we did it at UNC Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And so... That was the extent of it for me. Like, we're going to do this event. It's going to be a great day. Cool. That's it. Like, I didn't have a vision past that. But after the fact, like, that day, an hour after I get an email from a parent saying, you just changed your girl's life in eight hours. Mm -hmm. um, the volunteers I had on site that day mm -hmm. were, like, super energetic and, like, ready for, for more. Mm -hmm. um, the students that we had that day were very into it. And so it was like, oh, hmm. I gotta keep doing this um and so that started in april 2014 this is pre-apple so then but in august 2014 that's when i leave to go to apple and so at that okay. point it's like it's too new for me to do it remotely um so we're just gonna kind of pause for a second then i get 2015 comes around I'm still at apple um but someone reaches out about doing a program in south carolina with Teach for America, South Carolina, the cohort there, they just like really want to do some coding with their students. Um, hey, Kalia, you're kind of close. Mm -hmm. Are you interested? Um, I said yes. And so when I came back to finish my degree that fall, we had did three camps in three different cities of South Carolina in one day. It was insane. Oh, okay. It was the most insane thing I've ever done. Um, for intact at least. And so, um, how many girls? In it was day? about 75 total. Wow. Um, so we had about at the time we tried to, re well, actually kind of still now 25 girls at each site. Um, and the ages, middle school girls. Middle school. Yeah. Is um, there a reason why you say middle school versus initially? Yes. Uh, there were re first the grant required that. And mm -hmm. it was because of research that shows that girls kind of started having, a negative associations with math and science at that age mm. and so they start thinking like I can't do this which is mm -hmm. ironic because my first C was in science in middle school 
So mm-hmm. I almost was that person. Okay. Um, hmm. But thank goodness for my teachers. Um, and I really, really mean that. But yeah, so that's why middle school for us. Okay. Um, so we did that. It was a great day. We never went back to South Carolina, unfortunately. And it, I'm still in contact with a lot of those people, um, the leaders at least. But they're not even in South Carolina anymore. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, we do that in 2015. That same year, I get asked, hey, how would you like doing a summer camp with the Urban League in Charlotte? And I'm like, let's make it happen. And so um, I ended up doing a summer camp where I taught the tech in the morning. And then in the afternoons, they went to campus visits. So, like, they went mm-hmm. to Accenture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they went to Reventure. Well, Reventure is local to Charlotte. But, um, you know, they went to other tech companies. And we also went to Carowinds that year. We haven't done that since. But uh, went to the amusement park. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we had a huge celebration for them. Um, and they were able to share their website. So they were building websites about social issues that they chose. Um, and they were, you know, presented those back out to the family. And I've been doing those summer camps since 2016. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. But then what prompts oh, you to... Oh, and then to, the Apple thing. Sorry. What prompts you to Apple. say, I'm going to leave Apple? For Intech. Um, so let's let's be clear. Intech is... My nonprofit. Your, you created this nonprofit in 2014. Yes. And at the time, it was just going to be sporadic events. Right. It wasn't even going to be a nonprofit. It was just whatever, right? Okay. So you have this nonprofit. Yes. And you have a job. Yes. Okay, so what The million-dollar question is, what's going to yeah. happen in Intech when happen? you go to Apple? That's right. And my answer was... We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, we're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so the medium length version of the story <laughs> is that uh, I wasn't happy when I went back to Apple. And I, I kind of knew that I wouldn't be, um, but I decided to try it. I was on a different team at that point. Um, mm-hmm. The director that recruited me uh, was outstanding, but then she left. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I kind of started thinking like, okay, I mm-hmm. think I might need to leave too. Um, but whatever that means, right? Leave this team, maybe leave the company, but stay in California. Um, or find another job. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Outside of Apple or right. stay in Apple. Right. You know, I, right. I, I literally had sticky notes all over the backside of my uh, door in my apartment of all the possibilities. And I then realized I needed a business coach. Up until that point, I didn't know what the purpose of a business coach was. And then I was like, yeah. huh, I need somebody to help me figure this out. And so I hired somebody, um, mm-hmm. somebody that I knew, and mm-hmm. it was interesting because we would talk, and we'd be on Skype, and mm-hmm. I'm a very like like you can kind of read me, right? Like mm-hmm. not a, I don't have a poker face at all, mm-hmm. and so sometimes we would talk, and she's like, um, tell me like you don't seem, you know, she's like she she could read what was happening in my head before mm-hmm. I could say it, mm-hmm. and I was just like I'm just not passionate about any of this stuff, you know, and she would have me look up certain roles, and I'm like yeah I don't think I want to do that. Like I literally think I want to run in tech full time. And then um, what really ended up happening is my roommate and I both were contemplating quitting our full time jobs for our side jobs. And we decided to do a fast for 10 days. And I did terrible on said fast. Everything we said we were going to do, I did it. Um, but on that 11th, the day after I was at a conference or during that week, anyway, um, I posted a picture. And one of my mentors from high school, she commented on the picture. She was like, call me because I have something to tell you. And it was random. I hadn't talked to her since like December. This is October 20. This was a photograph? Of, I posted of, a picture. Of yourself? It was, it was me and the other panelists. That was at a conference. And I posted the, a picture of the panelists, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm in the middle in this picture. So it's uh, like two girls to my left and to my right. And she was like, this is so powerful, but call me. Like, she just has something and she's like, ready to tell me and I'm like all right well I'm driving right now so this is perfect time she literally called and was like this picture uh the word that came to me was the word nucleus and she read the definition what's ironic about that is I was in North Carolina trying to figure out if I'm coming back to North Carolina Mm -hmm. and I kept telling people I wanted to pivot in tech and that I wanted to be more instead of us just doing these summer camps I wanted to be more intentional and like do things throughout the year or whatever Mm -hmm. A synonym of nucleus is pivot. Mm. So she's telling me this stuff not knowing about these conversations because I hadn't talked Mm. to her since the year before. And I was like, well, I guess I got my answer. Um, And it was pretty clear at that point, like, I'm going to quit my job. And I'm coming back to North Carolina. Because the issue that was happening is, like, I don't want to go to North Carolina, go back thinking, like, I'm going to save these girls in tech when there's already things happening. But I realized there actually was a gap. 
yes. that needed to be filled. And so that's why I left and that's why I quit. But people think like, oh, you quit your job, you know. And I'm like, yeah, but Apple allowed me to be able to do that because I saved my money. So I was able to live, but I couldn't have lived like that in in California. I would have ran out of money in two months. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like a leap of faith. Definitely was. No doubt. Wow. And your family says, yes. <laughs> They thought I was crazy. <laughs> they say, we see the vision. No, not at all. They didn't see the vision until I hit a newspaper. It's like, oh, you're in a newspaper. I guess yeah. this thing is real. But it does blow up amazingly. You it did. did blow up amazingly. Yeah. You know, 2018 like I was said, crazy. Interviewed by Forbes, interviewed by Essence, and yeah. et cetera, and et cetera, and TED Talk, and so... All of, none of that would have happened had I stayed. That's true. And there, I and see that. Not only, you know, because I was so deep involved into the organization, but also because of Apple's culture. Like, I would have never been able to do a TED Talk as an Apple employee, which is against the rules. Mm. And then I would have had to quit, because I'm like, this is a lifelong mm. dream. So... <laughs> So, I'm a rebel without a so, cause. So how does it, I mean, obviously you're now in the right place. Yes. At the right time. Yes. With the right thinking. Mm-hmm. But how does it all come together and what's the catalyst that makes this thing grow? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, but I think me, which is like something that I struggle with because I don't always... I don't always want to, like, be the driving force for the organization, right? Like, I have other goals and other dreams. Um, it's great work that we do, but I don't want to be so tied to InTech that if I decide to go off and do something else, i.e. PhD, um, then it's like it all falls apart, right? And so, but I think without me being so deep into the organization and being on the ground in North Carolina, it wouldn't have worked mm-hmm. um, or it wouldn't have turned out the way it did. Uh, because in 2018... Um, uh, we continued to do our summer camps both in Charlotte and Raleigh, North Carolina, but then we also piloted a high school program um, in Charlotte, and mm. I learned a lot in that um, program, but, like, uh, we had a couple students submit a project to Facebook as a part of a program, which then earned them a full expenses-paid trip out mm. to Facebook's headquarters, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, had we not done that, Fantastic. who knows? And then... The young lady who I said whose parent emailed me and said that, like, hey, you've changed a girl's life. Yes. Um, I didn't go deeper into that, but, like, they're, like, my extended family now, and that student ended up going to Facebook. Mm. And she's, like, a senior in high school and fully intends to do computer science. It's just, like, that kind of work, like, you know, it's purposeful. Okay. So. That sounds really rewarding. So yeah. why do you give it up or decide to put it on hold yeah. to get a PhD? How does that come Technically, about? it's not on hold. So there's a strategy around the PhD. Okay. Uh, I would like to get National Science Foundation funding for Intech. That's like mm-hmm. the long goal. Um, but it's for someone else to run it. <laughs> uh, entrepreneurship is hard. Okay. That was a hard year and a half. So you see yourself as an entrepreneur? Yes. It all came back around. That's fantastic. Yeah, but it's hard. So, and how long have you been <laughs> in Philadelphia? Uh, two months. And you started. You started at Temple, correct? Yes. Good experience so far. Temple, yes. Philly was still figuring it out. <laughs> it hasn't been bad, but it's well, different. That's good. It's a so different that's good. City. I mean, what an incredible story. Yeah. And I and I can say that you're. Young, still, still yes. very young. I haven't even hit thirty yet. I don't haven't know. even hit thirty no. yet. That's that's really impressive. No, but that's great hairs up here though. Yeah. So. <laughs> what kind of advice would you give to um, young girls or parents with young girls? Um, do you think STEM is the way to go for every girl? I mean, clearly there's scholarship money to be had. Yes, I don't think it should be forced though. Um, and even with what we do at Intech, it's 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 an entry point, right? And if you're interested, then we'll try to hold on to that and cultivate it as much as we can. In fact, a lot of our girls that come to us in the summer, mm-hmm. they come to us until they age out. So they're mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just going to, you know, their parents continue to sign them up until they're in high school. And then they're still looking like, all right, Intech, what's next? Mm-hmm. Which is why, another reason why I quit, right? Like, how can we solve the high school problem? What do high schoolers need? Because we have girls that are now in high school and they need 
like they they're interested in tech but they're still a missing link um and so i don't i don't think it should be forced but yes from an economic perspective i think technology is definitely like um a driving force right like technically if you look at all the the labels and the things that folks try to you know single parent home for me first generation college student like all of that grew up started off growing up in the lowest uh economic area of charlotte but i made it out and tech was pretty much the driving force like my family i i have to make sure that i can provide for myself because i don't have anyone in my family to mm-hmm. lean on mm-hmm. but because i'm in tech i'm able to do that right like mm-hmm. i'm able to have these if i need to ba- make a website for somebody and get paid for it i can do that right mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of business i could advocate for tech all day but if someone isn't interested in it you're not going to survive because computer science is hard um so, so that's my question yeah it's the beauty of it that the person learns critical thinking. Yes. Yes. And that's applicable for wherever. Anywhere. Correct. Um, and so we're try we try to be intentional about that part as well, and even in our curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the beauty of me going back to school because now I'm in education classes, and so like I can think more critically about how we are, um, you know, doing our curriculum or things that of that sort. And so uh, it's all gonna come together, but like. I have friends of all ages, even my cousin who's like 40, who's going back into tech, right? So I get questions all the time like, hey, I want to learn how to code. Cool, what do you want to code? I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, you got to have some kind of like starting point. I can't just say go learn X programming language and then you're going to have a career in tech. It's not that easy. Um, But there are different ways to get into technology. You don't even need a degree, really. Um, and so, so nowadays, people, everyone wants a website, right? Do you need someone in tech to build it? To build it? Uh, no, there are resources out there if you don't want to pay for someone or someone to build an app, even. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I just think I don't know from an economic perspective. I think it can really get you know. From my driving force in Charlotte was poverty, right? Like. There's a study that was released and Charlotte was 50 out of 50 on upward mobility, meaning that if you were born in poverty in Charlotte, uh, there's a high chance that you will not get out of poverty mm. in Charlotte. And so my answer to that was in tech. It's like, okay, well, yes. if I give them these skills, yes. no matter if they go in tech or not, they yes. can become a doctor. They, they could do whatever. Do whatever. But the fact that they have these skills, they could also do this stuff on the side and still generate income. That's gotcha. my play. Gotcha. Yeah. So... Don't force your girls into tech. <laughs> All right, so I guess the last, the kind of bringing this home okay. in terms of health, mm-hmm. they say that the healthcare industry has been very slow to adopt technology. Yes. We're probably the only industry that still faxes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we have all our reasons for why we, we fax, but we still fax on a regular basis. I know, I had to fax my immunization records from yeah, <laughs> the public yeah, health yeah. department. It's, which is interesting because, you know, the, the rationale has been, you know, the whole concern about privacy. Yeah. But we bank online and we do all sorts of other things and provide information all the time online. But when yeah. it comes to health, we have this, we have a different appreciation of um, privacy. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts about all the digital wear yeah. and all the devices and all of this, you know, the ability that you can track someone's pulse 24 hours a day, that yeah. you can send an EKG, that you can diagnose things through the through a, a smartphone or whatever? Yeah, ironically, my advisor at Temple um, used to do research around wearables, but with... Um, Actually, she doesn't do this anymore, though. She's phasing out of it. She's looking at wearables. It's like for moms who just had babies and things of that sort, mm-hmm. um, which is fascinating. But mm-hmm. um, And trying to like lower, manage their stress and lower their stress. However, while I know a lot of things about tech and privacy, because I also I almost went down the privacy perspective of tech. Huge, yes. um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not the best when it comes to privacy in my own usage of tech. I try to use different passwords, right? So that people right. can't hack into my different systems yes. if they know one password. But yes. um, I do think tech is kind of intrusive. But I'm also the one that used the Clue app and put all of my <laughs> information in there, right? Um, so I think there's probably like a really fine line about like how useful tech can be in the health industry, but then how intrusive it can be as well. Especially since 
most people don't read, and I'm included, like the privacy policies, oh, right? Absolutely. And They're so it's way like too long. so super long, and yeah. they use language that we and don't the touch understand. Is too small. That's right. Exactly. And so it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, accept whatever. And then who knows who gets your data at that point, right? But there's so much data out there on us. Um, you know, I always joke that if Google was to shut down, like I don't know what I would do. Um, <laughs> all my information's there, and well, that brings up the whole other issue of technology in the home. Yeah. And whether Alexa's listening all the time. And I have a Google Home. And yeah. there is an instance where it, um, usually you have to say certain words to trigger the, the, the device. It assumed it heard that, but no one was, no, it was three of us having a conversation. No one said anything about, hey, Google, okay, Google, nothing. And it was like, sorry, I couldn't get that. And it's like, well, wait a minute. We didn't, we didn't say anything. You know, it was kind of creepy. Um, it's funny, I, I have people that are like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, I think Big Brother is watching them, but it's like, I mean, everything you do is pretty, pretty much, much out there. So, I don't know. I don't I don't have the best, like, security, privacy views or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say that, it's like, I think about my own usage of sure. these apps. Sure. Um, I try to be as secure as possible, but I understand people's hesitation. But my thing is, like, your information is somewhere. So if you're afraid to get an Alexa or, you know, then I understand that. But at the end of the day, if you're giving Google all of your information or Facebook, That's Facebook right. has the worst privacy, like, restrictions on their app. They're listening mm-hmm. to us, you know? Like, people are very cognizant of the fact that we could be in here talking about the Clue app, and then I get on Instagram, and there's Absolutely. an ad for Clue. Absolutely. Whoa. Right. <laughs> or sometimes it's not even, I don't even have to say it. But I'm thinking it, and now I have an ad. It's creepy. I don't even know why that happens. I don't have an answer for that yet. I think maybe it's listening to us. But how do we get around it? That's the question. How do we get around it? I don't know. I may even I may end up pivoting back into that field because I think it's fascinating. I don't know how we get around it. But kudos to practitioners like you who let me schedule my stuff online because <laughs> it saves yeah, me it, time. It's, it's, it's a very interesting time for healthcare because I think doctors are trying to stay up because mm. patients want you to text them. Yeah. You know, they really don't want to have to call. They like the ease and the ability of online scheduling, but yeah. it creates issues. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank no you. Problem. I have to thank you for for only being in Philadelphia for <laughs> for 2 months and still scheduling a GYN exam. I know. I'm impressed. You know why? Cuz nope. I just got insurance for the first time since I left Apple. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a whole other discussion, right? That's a whole nother because there's, discussion. I know a lot of friends that mm-hmm. want to either go to therapy or I, I don't have dental insurance through the university, so I'm going to have to pay that out of pocket. But I was talking mm-hmm. to my friend who I met while in Charlotte, who's also an entrepreneur. She's like, yeah, I need to get teeth cleaning. And I'm like, yeah, me too. I'm like, you know, they have those on Groupon, right? Like, we're trying to, we're basically hacking health because of the lack of insurance, which is another story. That's another story. But that's another, yeah, that's so. another podcast. <laughs> But Agreed. thank you. No thank problem. You. I really appreciate this. Yes. Yeah. No problem. You were fantastic. Thank you. Um. So this is Dr. Ramon saying it's been a pleasure speaking to you and I look forward to talking with you real soon. Until then, be well, be healthy, and enjoy life.